You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician, a.k.a. the Stable Genius and Vocal Minority. And welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Network. Want to give a big shout out to my hashtag Stats Over Cypher. Yo, this is the Late Week Pod. We had a good time in Studio 34 earlier this week, so make sure you catch that, uh, you know, wherever you download your good stuff. We, uh, my man Danny Otto took the Wonderlick test. I had my man Fernando Perez, hashtag StatsOverBeats, newest member, um, coming through, talking all things baseball. The baseball continues in this episode, okay? Um, we are going to continue our NL West preview. We're going to talk about the bats in the NL West. We are going to talk about the arms in the NL Central. Um, we're going to get you ready because there's a lot of baseball going on right now. Spring training is afoot, although it doesn't look like that after that crazy snowstorm we had over here in NYC earlier this this week um but it is getting going okay it is getting going and it's also a very interesting time in the nfl calendar we're gonna catch you up on what's going on there it's a very you know we're right at the end of the league year okay so things are happening there's trades there's people getting cut you know a lot of people positioning themselves for what will happen next week the start of the new league year and a free agent frenzy so we'll get you caught up on that like i said we're gonna do uh some heavy baseball previews in this episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. And then, you know, though, at the end, as always, we're going to put the fun in functional sports content as we, uh, you know, get down with the hashtag stats over Beat Cypher and uh, have a little bit of fun. I got some interesting things, including which uh, Panthers player is apparently... Uh you know, like saving lives out there in the wilderness. Well, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But first, what I wanted to do first is talk a little bit about football because check this out. It is, like I said, it's the end of the league year, okay? So we've been talking about the franchise tag and that process had gone through, you know what I mean? And then it was like, okay, these guys, you know, the Kirk Cousins, the Sammy Watkins, the AR-15s, the Case Keenums, these guys would not be tag so they're going to be free agents but the last thing to be honest that people the things that happen at the end of the league year is that um trades happen other ways of trying to clear cap space you know so that you can start to sign people so um the bennett brothers had a very interesting week i mean uh the black unicorn martellus bennett got cut by the pats pats trying to in one case in this case save 6.2 million dollars right but then uh michael bennett he gets traded he gets traded from Seattle to the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, the Eagles may have been losing Vinny Curry on that line, but listen, they're going to get Michael Bennett to add to that crazy rotation, which is really something they rode and was very important to their Super Bowl. You know, remember still uh, Cox and Jernigan in the middle, Brandon Graham, they now, uh, you know, Barnett, they now add Bennett to that mix. And listen, I've been telling you guys for a couple of weeks and months that this was, in my opinion, the end of the LOB. I talked about this on previous episodes of the Fantasy Freestyle. 
I said I thought this was the end of the Legion of Boom. And, you know, it really is. Richard Sherman looks like he is, in fact, next uh, to go for Seattle. Listen, Camp Chancellor has a very interesting injury. Dicey, they don't know if he's going to play again. So what, what does this Seahawks team do? You know, and that is our poll question uh, for this episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. Do you think... Do you think the Seattle Seahawks are still a playoff contender in the NFC um, after the way they are trying to, it looks like, remake their roster and coaching staff? Hit me up at Spittin' Speeds if you want to get down on the poll. Stats over Beat Cypher always be getting down on the poll. So that's interesting. That's going on. But the trades don't stop. The uh, Rams have traded um, Ogletree, that linebacker, over to the New York football Giants for some draft picks. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with this as a Giant, as people who know a lot of Giants fans getting a linebacker fine, but they still have that number two pick and uh, most Giants fans want at this point maybe them to go Mr. Saquon Barkley from the Bronx. That would be a good New York fit. Looks like the Broncos may be interested in Case Keenum. That's interesting to note. Does that mean that the Broncos kind of see the writing on the wall and know that they are no longer kind of like that finalist for Kirk Cousins? To me, what I'm hearing your boy Spies, the spitting statistician, is hearing that the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes, in my opinion, is going to come down to the New York Jets and the Minnesota Vikings. I'm telling you right now, I'm a Jets fan, and I do not want the Jets to get Kirk Cousins. I don't want them throwing $30 million a year at a quarterback position when they are more than a quarterback away. They need to be building smartly from the interior, an uh, offensive line, at the, in, in, on the defensive side of the ball, and then a little bit later on in a year or two when Tom Brady is actually moving away from that division and retiring, then you put the cherry on top. Or hopefully you've been able to develop a kid by then, I hope they don't do that. And I would go to Minnesota if I was Kirk Cousins anyway. You know what I mean? Um, Stefan, can you dig it, Adam? I got a feeling as options, the returning Dalvin Cook, a top three defense in the NFL. I mean, that would be a great situation for me. You would be the cherry on top in that situation. Um, and Minnesota, you know, has just as much money to spend if they wanted to. So maybe the Broncos know and are now maybe turning their attention to a guy like Case Keenum who may be, you know, in on the revolving door if Minnesota does, in fact, make that move. Okay, and also, remember, we talked about how uh, Goodell is going to find Jerry Jones and it was really uh, retribution for legal fees. Well, he they, Jerry Jones has, in fact, quote-unquote, reimbursed the other owners $2 million in legal fees. Um, so that uh, situation seems to be closed and, uh, you know, it's just part of the bylaws, right? Part of the bylaws. Listen, we talked last episode of the Fantasy Freestyle about the combine of my man Shaquem Griffin, who really wowed everybody with his, um, you know, with his speed, with his uh, polish, shall we say, despite the fact he only had one hand. But um, what I want to talk about in the combine, this is kind of less reported this year is that um, nobody really had got popped for a drug test, if you note. And I'm actually hearing a lot of people were saying that this is kind of just because the teams themselves do not consider marijuana that big of a deal anymore. You know, um, because they know where this country is going societally on marijuana. They know where the pain management is going on marijuana. And if you're a friend of the show, hashtag dilly dilly, hashtag stats over beats, you know that we have been talking about this for a while, right? Pain management, use of marijuana, hashtag can, a, can athlete. You know, we've been talking with licensed certified trainer Thomas Lowe. 
We've been we've been bringing these stories to the forefront about pain management players, and it looks like listen, even if the NFL won't come out and say something, that the teams themselves are almost like decriminalizing it. You know, it's almost like weed is not a federal law anymore, right? But the states, it's legal in so many states, and they're taking action to decriminalize it. It's almost like the teams are doing the same. Remember, Ruben Foster got caught last year. You know, he said he had food poisoning. Water rehydrated him because of a diluted sample. I mean, you know, come on, that was obviously not true, but that like these fly these days because no one's really thinking about it. People are turning a blind eye to it, and I think, in fact, on purpose. You know, um, one AFC team official in this article I read literally said, We just don't care about it as much. You know, they have to worry about things like domestic violence right now. You know, that's what they don't want their players to be doing it's not about marijuana it's, it's almost being decriminalized so i did i also wanted to bring that to you guys because i did think that was interesting as it related to coming out of the combine like that's always something that happens and it's basically like an idiot test right you know you're getting a drug test you know can't you like uh quote unquote study for the test <laughs> you know just by knowing when you're going to get a drug test okay and this is going to be your professional career how about you don't smoke for you know the 30 days we get that joint out of your system, whatever it is. I mean, this is your, you know, your interview for your million dollar job, right? So, but, so that's why it has been an idiot test. But the thing is, I, 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 I think this analogy holds, right? That the states taking control of marijuana policy are in essence just like the teams taking control. So like, yeah, maybe they don't even administer the weed test anymore in a couple of in a couple of years, you know? And I think that would be very, very interesting. Check it out. Here's what we're gonna do here on the fantasy freestyle. We're gonna talk a little bit about baseball. This is gonna be a baseball heavy episode. I did just want to get that combine story in, but let me tell you something. Next week with free agents getting started, I'm gonna preview which teams, because here's the way you gotta think about it if you're about fantasy football 12 months a year, like your boy speeds the spin statistician you got to start thinking about like i'm thinking i'm talking about dynasty leagues i'm talking about you got to start thinking about what team what 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 offenses compositions are going to look a little bit different you know who's going to take advantage of it for example like in all my dynasty leagues last year i wound up i i I picked up trey burton in a ton of leagues why because i knew he's a free agent he was going to get out from under zach Ertz. you know stuff like that you know, get go grab yourself a little Patty Mahomes. Stuff like that. You know that's going to happen, right? So I'm going to give you a little bit of a preview about what teams are going to kind of change shape at the running back position and what teams are going to kind of change shape at the wide receiver position. That's going to be some football content in the next episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. So you got to keep it locked and make sure for that. Um, that's going to be, we're going to be back in Studio 34. Uh, you know what it is early week edition of the fantasy freestyle back in studio 34 um, with my people down there in the pit of misery we're gonna have the chat room going it's gonna be live but the best way to get all the fantasy freestyle is to um, just subscribe wherever you get your podcast you know iTunes, Spotify, whatever the case may be. And also check this out. If you're with the Fantasy Sports Network, then you know about FantasyFactor.com, right? Fantasy Factor is the perfect daily fantasy site for the casual recreational player, okay? Some of those big websites, you go up against guys that are putting in 50 lineups with their algorithms. You can't have that, okay? If you're just trying to dip your toe in the water, Fantasy Factor is the spot. Flatter, flatter prize pools, smaller fields, single entry contests, single entry contests, and they're doing free rolls every week. NHL free rolls, NBA free rolls, it's a free entry. Just sign up and enter. It's that simple, okay? Going over to www.fantasyfactor.com. That is where you definitely need to go. All right, check this out. Let's let's 
switch gears as we've been doing it. You know, Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders, Brian Jordan status, two sports. Uh, let me give you some stuff out of baseball real quick, and then we're going to get into really the, the, the division previews, like I was saying. Um, Ichiro is going back to Seattle. Okay, so that's important to note. I think I think it's actually uh, a great swan song. He's got a one-year deal there. And Ben Gamble is out there, out now for Seattle. Ichiro is 44. Okay, but he still hit 255 and 136 games last year. He's an icon in Seattle. He can still play outfield. I'll tell you that. His arm is probably still good. So I, I love this move. Ichiro! I love it. Um, the Cardinals have extended shortstop Paul DeJong through the 2025 season. He gets an extra $26 million. All right. Um, they certainly believe in this kid. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I have cause for pause for some of the St. Louis Cardinals um, bats this year. You're going to hear that when we get into the NL Central. But 24-year-old did go for an 857 OPS, 25 homers, 108 games as a rookie last year. But shortstop is deep. All right. Shortstop is deep. And I've noticed that in a couple of drafts that I've been in. When guys like DeJong... Didi Gregorius, uh, Trevor Story. These are guys that are going shortstop, you know, between 7 and 10, you know, that I think are solid. Okay, that's solid power. Okay, DeJong, 25 home runs. Trevor Story can get you 25 home runs. Didi Gregorius can get you 25 home runs. <laughs> Imagine Didi in that lineup. Where's Didi going to hit in that lineup? That's crazy. But listen... There's little news and notes. Are there things happening in spring, spring training? Yes. But do you get overexcited of them? No. You know, like Jason Kipnis is going is going ham already. Like five, six home runs. Does it, Maybe he'll have a good year. You know, but you can't get into it that much. Uh, Miguel Andujar has like five home runs for the Yanks. You know, will he be able to get a spot? No, the Yankees made a move. It's going to be Brandon Drury, right? Maybe Andujar can get in. Maybe Gleyber Torres has to wait until some service time goes you know Pax, uh, James Paxton gives up seven runs in an inning in two thirds does that matter to me no I'm still trying to get James Paxton I still want him to be my uh, my SP2 this year I want him to be my SP2 this year okay I want to in my drafts that I'm going with what I'm trying to do is I think I'm trying to wind up with my SP1 I'm getting I'm winding up with Syndergaard in a lot of my teams and then I want to get a little James Paxton um, in that area, I'll get a, I'll take a, I'll take a Dallas Keuchel as my SP two. But I'm winding up because I'm not gonna, I'm not taking, I'm taking my SP one. I'm taking my SP one. It looks like for me usually in round three. All right, I'm getting two, I'm getting two bats um, early on in drafts. Okay, I'm getting that power bat, and then I'm getting that maybe that crazy middle infielder bat. You know, I'm getting that Trey Turner, that Carlos Correa, that Jose Altuve. That's what I'm trying to get, and then I'm getting the power bat. You know, I'm getting the, I'm getting the Judge. Something like that, um, and then I'm getting my, and then I'm getting my SP one. Um, so I don't care about these stats, though, and I'm, I'm still getting Paxton as my SP two. I'm, I'm or, or or three, shall I say? I mean, I'm happy about that. You know, um, the one thing I will say that I think is funny that I've seen from uh, spring training so far is that John Lester is literally bouncing throws to first base. Um, purposely, you know, John Lester has for a long time uh, been struggled to uh, feel this position, struggled to pick off runners from first base. But 
he is now they're trying something new out you know like why not you know and spring training is the time to do it that's something i'm looking for i'm looking for noticeable changes in in practice someone who's adding a new pitch someone who's trying something different that's what i'm looking for not like if someone happens to be hot right now but check it out we're going to take a quick break here on the fantasy freestyle when we come back what we're going to do is we are going to go deep into the national league we're going to continue our divisional previews that we're doing getting everybody ready for the fantasy baseball drafts we're going to talk about the bats of the nl west and then we're going to talk about the arms in the nl central i'm gonna tell you who i like i'm gonna tell you that my diamonds in the rough i'm gonna tell you my fugazis who to forget about you know what it is speeds the spitting statistician come on right back it is the fantasy freestyle right here on the fantasy sports network let's go let's get it ah Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, speed spitting statistician, stable genius, vocal minority of the Fantasy Sports Network, back on the Fantasy Freestyle, late week edition of the Fantasy Freestyle. I told you what we're going to get into here is, as I'm going my division-by-division previews, um, giving you the NLS, I'm going to give you the bats, the scare ranks, that's what I've been doing here in the NLS. And then what we're also going to do is we're going to double it up back-to-back. You know what it is, double-header action. Uh, I'm going to go straight to the NL Central and give you my take on the arms of the NL Central here in this episode of the fantasy freestyle because a lot of people are starting to get get it in on these fantasy baseball drafts. I've been doing some mock drafts. I got a roto league popping off. I got a head to head league popping off pretty soon. So we're going to get you ready. And if you want, you can also ask me questions at any point in time at Spittin' Speeds. If you got any specific questions, holla at your boy. This way we could try to answer them. We could do that on the show. Um, even next week when we got the live chat going from Studio 34. Um, but check it out. All right, let's get into this. Um, obviously, NL West, for me, let's go. We'll go uh, five. We'll go five through one. We'll go five through one. For me, the bottom, the fifth offense is the San Diego Fathers, Padres. For You know, I'm, I'm not sold on Hosmer. I'm not sold on Hosmer adjusting. Well, listen, he's going to a new ballpark, a ballpark that is huge. You know, he just got an eight-year, $144 million deal, right? And, I mean, and last year, honestly, last year, his BABIP was 351. And his strikeout rate was only 15%. Those were both career highs for him. So that's kind of like regression indicators, to start with, then he's going to a new ballpark, to a new team, learning a new league of pitchers. To me, Hosmer's a fugazi. I like Manny Margot a little bit. That could be a cheap little 15-15 kind of potential to have in your, your lineup on, on daily, you know, on daily changes. I like that. You know, 
Renfro is a lot of buzz as a rookie, um, but he's got 29% strikeout rate. You know, Will Myers, I like, but he also has 27% strikeout rate. You know, he's another one of these kind of like three true outcomes kind of guys. What I like about Will Myers, though, is he out, you know, more than more than any other first baseman maybe outside of Goldschmidt right Myers will steal bases too um, Myers will also steal bases for you which is very interesting I'm gonna find you how, like how many bases did Will Myers steal last year you would be surprised you know and that's a very interesting kind of source you know that's an interesting source of steals if you could ever get that right 20 stolen bases 30 homers and 20 stolen bases for Will Myers. You do not get that kind of stolen bases out of your first baseman position. So I like Will Myers for that. And it sneaks up on people a little bit. So I like Will Myers, but I'm down on Hosmer. Hosmer's kind of fugazi to me. I think you need to forget about him. And the Padres, forget about them overall. They're the fifth offense for me in the NL West. Fourth for me. And this is where I start to surprise people. This is where I start to surprise people. Fourth for me is the Diamondbacks. Fourth for me is the Diamondbacks, actually, okay? And I know a lot of people like them a lot more than I do, okay? But um, they lost J.D. Martinez, and I think that's actually a big blow for them, okay? He was a big thumper. His OPS last year was out of control. It actually led the majors, you know, and I, I know it wasn't even a full season. But um, I think that they miss him in that offense. Don't get me wrong. I was talking about Will Myers and steals Goldie. Goldschmidt is a top 10 player. Um, a first-round pick, absolutely. All right, he had 36, 120 last year with 18 stolen bases. OPS of 967. He's still a first-round guy, okay? Um, AJ Pollock is interesting to me, okay? If he is healthy, I can see him going 20 home runs, 30, 35 stolen bases. I can see that happening, okay? I'm, in fact, rooting for it. I used to, I, I had AJ Pollock, what was that, two years ago? Or is it now three years ago? 15, maybe? When he completely blew up. And he came out of nowhere. I, I loved him, right? But and so I would love, I would love to have. But the thing is, I am not going to take the chance on AJ Pollock at you know where he's going. He's going in pretty much like third, what, like round th like three or four, and that's a little too early. That's too early for me. I'm not, I'm not going to do it on AJ Pollock, and and I'm not going to do it on Yasmani Tomas. Uh, I mean, he seems to be someone who's going to continue to have his strikeout rate up in the high 20s, and that's a little bit too much for me. Um, Jake Lamb could be something, you know. I like Jake Lamb, and if you need a source of power late, you know, in a corner and field spot, 30 out, 30 homers, 100, 105 ribbies. You know, I, I can see that. I can see that. You know, that's a steal at third base. There's a third base is deep, and part of the reason I'm saying wait on third base this year um, is Jake Lamb. That's another one. I told you. Um, there's one in the NL Central I'm going to be talking about as well. There, there's third baseman all over the place. Okay, so you could wait on that. But still, uh, to me, I don't, I don't see who is going to be that bat that really backs up Goldschmidt this year. You know, that's my concern. And because of that, don't get me wrong, I think Goldie's going to be awesome. I think I, I'm cheering for Pollock, you know, but I, uh, I think the Diamondbacks will take a step back offensively this year, and they are actually my fourth offense in the National League West. Third for me is San Francisco, okay? San Francisco has not been an offensive team for years. Years and years and years. Even like Bonds and Kent, I think we're talking about, okay? And it's always been known that they're like 
that they're a low-scoring team, and it's it's been the pitching like Madison Bumgarner in their in their in their um, World Series campaigns, right? Early on this decade, but I think I think they could be better this year. I think they could be better this year. I know a lot of people will say that you know oh, they just signed these guys that don't have much left, that are aging vets, that may not be able to you know still hack it or gel but i actually think this could be the the opposite this could be the guys coming together fitting into roles not trying to have to do too much guys like listen evan longoria and andrew mccutcheon have both been in places where they were mvp candidates for small market teams that poked their heads up but they had the weight of the entire organization on their shoulders both of these guys longoria and mccutcheon now they go to a place that has a winning culture. They're not necessarily asked to be the main guy. This is still Buster Posey's team, right? And they could be solid versions of themselves. I mean, Andrew McCutcheon for nine years has had 30 doubles, you know, 20 so home runs, hit around 300. He has had MVP consideration. He's done this remarkably for nine years. He could even have a down year and be a nice piece in the middle of that offense. You put Longoria, similar thing. You put them with Posey. And, and, and if, if Hunter Pence can stay healthy. And just think about these other names. I mean, Brandon Crawford, solid professional hitter. Joe Panic, Brandon Bell, Austin Jackson they have. That's solid. That is eight deep in that lineup. I'm, I'm thinking that the Giants are going to surprise some people. I told you that the Giants are my surprise team in this division. I actually have the Giants finishing, I believe, second in this division, ahead of the Diamondbacks, ahead of the Rockies. I think it will be the Giants who are, you know, making the run all the way to the end for something of a wild card in this division. And I think... If, if these guys stay healthy, this offense could be a big part of it. They are my third best offense in the NL West. Second for me is the Dodgers. Um, listen, the Dodgers are, you know, when you look at them, they are a very strong team all over the place, right? For some reason, though, I think they are going to be a team that, like, suffers that hangover. You know, that, you know there's always that... The next year after the Super Bowl losing team. Well, I'm bringing that here to this, the, the, my feeling of the Dodgers and specifically the Dodgers offense. I think that I can see a lot of regression here. They had a number of kids that were under 20, you know, 25, 26 years old. Hit really, really well. Play really, really well. And I, I fear... That they could have some regression. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't Seeger, Bellinger, and even Turner for that matter. Couldn't they all like have worse years? You know, I mean, Seeger in his age 23 season, what, he's going to take another step after a season where he had a 352 Babip and got relatively lucky with some of his stats to hit 295? What, couldn't he easily, instead of 295, couldn't he easily hit 273 this year? Couldn't he easily have only 20 home runs this year? Couldn't he easily have 70, 75 ribbies this year? Clay Bellinger had 39 home runs as a 22-year-old. He's got a 26% strikeout rate still. Had, had People found holes in his swing in the second half. Yeah, he bounced back a little bit in the World Series, but he was 22. 
You think he's going to hit 39 home runs again? Couldn't he only hit 28 this year? Couldn't we say similar things for guys like Jock Peterson, Yasiel Puig, who finally put together a year? We're going to rely on him to have another solid overall kind of year? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I think there's some potential Fugazis in here. Bellinger is a Fugazi potential to me. Puig is a Fugazi potential to me to not replicate what he did. Seeger as well. So, I listen, I think that, you know... Their arms are good enough. The back, their back end of their bullpen is good enough. This offense still on the whole. Like Turner, I mean, he. Mo- I don't think he's gonna hit 322 again. He could hit 305, which is still good. You know, they'll be good. They'll be good. But I wouldn't be surprised if they take a small step back, which is why I have them as the number two team in the NLS in terms of their offense. Number one for me is the Rockies. Listen, I'm all over the Rockies. Draft these Rockies. I mean, yes, yes, Coors Field is part of it, but they're going to put the balls in the humidor this year, right? You know what I'm saying? So, who know, but, but these guys, they match anyway, and I don't care from a fantasy perspective. I don't care if they play half their games and cores and I get inflated stats. Bring them on. I mean, from top to bottom, you got to love these guys. Nolan Arenado, in my opinion, is the number one corner infielder in baseball. Okay, he, for me, is a top five pick in drafts. In my opinion, he has been the best player in the National League over the last three years, and the production bears it out. Okay, so, you know, check. Right, Charlie Blackman was absolutely bananas last year. Okay, he was literally a top top uh, five outfielder last year. He was a top ten player last year. Him, you, you probably missed it. Unless, like, you know, you really part of the Stats Overbeat Cypher. You really listen to the Fantasy Sports Network. I mean, my man went 331 average, 37 homers, 104 ribbies. 104 ribbies from the leadoff spot with 137 runs scored. I love it. He had an OPS over 1,000. But here's the deal. Two things about Charlie Blackman. He will not be on any of my teams. You are going to need to spend a first-round pick on Charlie Blackman this year, a late first-round pick, and I won't do it. Okay, for me, he had a 371 Babbitt. That has to regress a little bit, okay? That has to regress a little. The other thing for me is he's a free agent at the end of this year, okay? And I don't know if that maybe puts a little pressure. I don't know if that means he could get traded. And, and sometimes... You know, sometimes the, the trade rumors is a good thing. You know, sometimes that's a good thing. But not in Charlie Blackman's situation where you might get traded to not having your half of your games at Coors Field. You know, so keep an eye out for that. But I love Charlie Blackman. I love Trevor Story. Trevor Story is one of these guys, I'm telling you, between, between Story and, and, and Didi Gregorius... Um, these are shortstops that make shortstop very intriguing. If you don't get yourself a Turner, a Correa, and a Lindor, that's a Bogarts, that's not what you're trying to do, I would be very happy in the eighth round, the ninth round, getting myself a Didi Gregorius, getting myself a Trevor Ending Story. You know what I mean? He's a power guy in this lineup. He's going to hit like sixth or seventh in this lineup. He's going to get ribbies. Last year in only 97 games, he had 24 hit homers, 82 ribbies. Okay? He's he's going as like shortstop 8 or 9 or 10 
Okay, I love that. He's part of this offense, too. We haven't even talked about guys like Para, Ian Desmond, um, the potential kid, Ryan McMahon, coming up in the first, or, or DJ LeMayhew. Like, between Arenado, Blackman, Story, Para, Desmond, LeMayhew. LeMayhew. We're talking 6-7 deep. These are another one of these lineups that go 6-7 deep, 8 deep. All right, and I really, really like this offense. I think the Colorado Rockies offense is one of the tops in the entire National League. I'll put them right up there with the Nationals. I'll put them right up there with the Dodgers. As I'll put them right up there with the Cubs as the best offenses in the National League. Those are my offenses. And so then we get to the actual projections, right? The actual predictions. I do think the Dodgers wind up winning this division, but I'm telling you, I like the San Francisco Giants. I think they are a surprise wild card this year. I got the Giants as a surprise wild card. I'm going to give you another surprise wild card a little bit later on in our division by division previews. But the, I think the NL is going to be a little bit different than most. And then listen, when it comes to the Diamondbacks and the Rockies, I think they're you know, on the door knocking, but it's not going to happen for them. I think they both kind of take a step back in their development. They're still young, and I think the Padres still have a long way to go. So there you have it in the uh, National League West. I don't think the Dodgers get any further than maybe the NL pennant. I like other teams coming out of the National League, and you'll find out who those guys are a little bit later on in our division by division previews but when we come back what we're going to do is we're going to go to the nl central i'll give you my pitching preview of the nl central we come back on the fantasy freestyle but first i gotta tell you about one of our biggest partners here at the fantasy sports network if you're part of the stats overbeat cypher you already know about dkms and if you don't know now you know because every three minutes an american is diagnosed with blood cancer Unfortunately, only 30% of patients are able to find a compatible bone marrow donor within their family. But that's how you can help. If you go to dkms.org slash fantasy today and sign up to online to register as a donor, DKMS will send you a swab kit. It legitimately takes one minute to do. You swab each of your cheeks and you send it back to them. That's it. You're done. DKMS will then try to match you up with a person in need of a donation. The process is easy and best of all, you can actually save someone's life. I know this is the fantasy sports network, so we talk about things in fantasy world, but not fantasy. Quite literally. Go to dkms.org slash fantasy to see how you can help. And when we come back here in the fantasy freestyle, like I said, we go into the NL Central. Talk a little bit about the pitching that I like, where my diamonds are, where my fugazis are, who you need to forget about. And then we put the fun and functional sports radio. Come on back. It's the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Dave Martinez. Speeds, the spitting statistician. Let's go. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. Right here on the Fantasy Sports Network, it's your boy Dane Martinez, speed spitting statistician, stable genius, and vocal minority of the network, bringing it to you on the Fantasy Freestyle. We talked about the bats 
in the NL West. Now I want to get into the arms of the NL Central. That's how I've been doing it, giving you my division-by-division division previews, both on the pitching side and on the offensive side, getting you ready for fantasy baseball drafts as they are going around in the next couple of weeks. In the next two weeks, the so next two weeks are really going to be really it, or three weeks. The baseball season starts in about three weeks, so definitely drafts are getting going over the next couple of weeks. In the NL Central, I think it's real interesting. Everybody expects the Cubs to kind of win this division. I agree with them that the Cubs should be the class of this division. When it gets to second place and any other potential wild card contenders, you know, some people like the Cardinals, some people like the Brewers. Um, I don't think anybody really thinks much of the kind of the, the Pirates who are, you know, selling off. MLB is investigating them for, you know, tanking. So I, I don't think that works in the NL Central. And the Reds are also a long way away. I like Milwaukee better than St. Louis. I'm a little bit down on St. Louis. We'll hear a little bit more about why um, as we go on in my previews. But we'll go through the arms right now. So let's start at the top with the Cubs. Um, I think John Lester is a big-time Fugazi. Okay, I think you need to stay away from John Lester. I want no part of John Lester. He will not be on any of my teams this year. His ERA jumped from 2.44 to 4.33 last year, and his velocity dropped. He is in his age 34 season. That is no good. We also just talked about his, you know, defensive struggles. He's bouncing the ball, it, you know, as a strategy to get it over there. I think it could be unraveling for Lester. I would, I would rather look elsewhere at, you know, in that tier. I am not going to have John Lester. I do love you, Darvish, for this organization. This is one of the best strikeout per nine innings uh, starting pitchers of all time, literally. Like, over 11 strikeouts per nine innings as a starter. I like his move to the National League. You know, I know he was with the Dodgers for some of last year, but, like, generally an American League pitcher going to the National League. I like that. Um... I like the situation for you, Darvish. I think, you know, he'll, he'll put up 200 strikeouts again, and that's what you want out of your elite pitchers, right? Out of your SP2, let's say. You want someone who's going to strike out 200 guys, and that you, Darvish, could be. On this staff, I like Quintana. You know, we talk about with you and other pitchers, people moving from the AL to the NL or vice versa, right? Well, Quintana did that last year. You know what I mean? And so I think he takes another step. I think he improves on his 4.15 ERA. I think he keeps a strikeout rate of above 9, 9, 10%. You know, I think this guy is a diamond in the rough. It is Quintana that I like best, relatively speaking, out of all the starters on the Cubs. And I am down on John Lester. He is a fugazi. You need to forget about uh, John Lester. Let's go to the Cardinals. And the Cardinals, listen, Carlos Martinez is an ace. All right, let me say that again. Carlos Martinez is an ace. If he is your SP2, oh my God, are you sitting pretty this season? Okay, I would love to be able to have Carlos Martinez as my SP2. Man, at 217 strikeouts in only 205 innings last year. Listen, his, his 3.64 ERA sounds like a little higher than other elite guys, but his XFIP was basically the same at 3.63, right? And, 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 and that 3.63 XFIP is pretty much the same levels that he had the last couple of years when he had like a 3.01 ERA. 3.04 ERA. I love Carlos Martinez. I like Michael Waka. Also, remember, Waka, you know, because he came on the scene when they were in the, in the in the World Series at this point, like five, six years ago when he was real young. Waka's still only 26 years old. Waka still will get you eight and a half strikeouts per nine innings. 
I think Waka can get back to a sub-4 ERA. I like Michael Waka this year, especially if he keeps the ball down, keeps on working on those, on, on those, um, you know, that changeup and, and other, and slide, other pitches that keep the ball down. If he continues that development, I like Michael Waka this year. The reverse for me would have to be... Adam Wainwright. I, I listen. I tip my cap to Adam Wainwright as a Yankee fan, um, a guy who's you know made fun of Mets fans for a long time. Adam Wainwright's pitched Carlos Beltran when Beltran's bad. I think is still on his shoulder from that. Like I got a lot of pleasure out of that. So I tip my cap to Adam Wainwright. Adam Wainwright has battled back from injury a few times, but last year the wheels came off. Right, he had 5.1 ERA. Um, I, I just completely pass. He will not be on any of my teams. I do like love Carlos Martinez, though. I think he's really a top-end SP2. As we go to Milwaukee, listen, this is going to define, because I do like Milwaukee, but I think Milwaukee needs to hop in right now and get and like get Jake Arrieta, like right now. If they, put, they needed to put him at the top of their damn rotation. Because, you know, I love their offense, the Brewers, and they went after it. You know, getting like Yelich, getting Kane. I like what they did. You know, I like what they have there. Right? But Chase Anderson, Zach Davies, these guys are streamers. These guys, even if Zach Davies does put up a, a sub-4 ERA, which he, it's possible. It's possible. Man strikes out like 5% of the batters that he faces. You know what I mean? These are guys that pitch to contact. These are not... People with power arms like you see out of the Nationals. You know, the power arms you see out of the Yankees' bullpen. That's what it takes these days. You know, the power arms you can see in Houston. That's what it takes. And you don't have that kind of arm. That that's You're not going to win if you want to go into the playoffs. It's not going to happen with these kind of arms. They need Arietta at least. Um, so I think this is a big concern for me with Milwaukee. As it relates to Pittsburgh... Um, the Pirates, I like Jameson Tyone, and we got to, you know, stats over beat Cypher. We need to tip our cap to Jameson Tyone. Came back last year from testicular cancer. He's already come back from Tommy John surgery. Has had other troubles, like shoulder troubles. I mean, and I like him as a, <clears throat> excuse me, as a, as a elite kind of prospect in developing. But he only went, you know, 133 innings. So what are we going to get out of him? One, maybe 150? This year, I like also that he had a 352 BABIP against him. So that should regress in a positive way. Maybe that helps the, the ERA go down. His ERA last year was 444. And his XFIP, though, was a lot lower, 389. So I like that. So, you know, I, I like a lot of things about Tyone, but he's not going to pitch. He's not going to go 180 innings this year. You know, I, I'm be, you're going to be lucky if you get 150 out of him. So I like him, but you can't really rely on him. In Pittsburgh, then you got other kind of interesting guys. You got uh, Ivan Nova, who had a great first half, but a bad second half. Which will happen? Which will stabilize, right? For him, I agree. It's also for him about keeping the ball down, much like Michael Waka, in my opinion. Guys, and then Pittsburgh, guys like what? Joe Musgrove, Chad Cool. Not forget that. And then Cincinnati. I don't think, listen, similar to how when we talk about the Colorado Rockies and other small ballparks, the Great American Small Park is not a place where you want your pitchers pitching half their games. Okay? So I don't really like many of the Reds. I will say this. Anthony DiScafani, you know, missed all of last year, but is still only 27 years old. We've seen him, you know, perform well at the major league level. We've seen him with a 3.28 ERA. We've seen him with, you know, almost a strikeout in an inning. Right? So there could be value there if he pitches. 
All right, so I, I, I would take a flyer on Discaflani later in drafts, but you're not going to see me getting much of Brandon Finnegan. You're not going to see me getting much of Holden or Bailey or Castillo. I'm passing on that. When it comes to closers, I think it's interesting in this division, right? Like in Cincinnati, Iglesias, eh, how many chances is he going to get? I say this all the time. In Pittsburgh, I don't care if it's Felipe Rivero or Daniel Hudson, how many chances are they going to get, right? So let's look at these good teams. I like Corey Kniebel. I like him from Milwaukee. I like it. He had 39 saves last year, an improving team. I like his almost 15 strikeouts per nine innings, okay? Nabel is a top seven closer, okay? He's the kind of guy, He and, and I like Nabel. He's, I'm going to have some Nabel, I bet, because when you start to see the run happening, right, and you start to see Chapman go, you start to see Jansen go, you start to see Kimbrell go, right, then for me, that's going to cue, okay, I need to get one. And then, but I'll wait till the next time it comes around. And who's going to be staring there for me? It's going to be Nabel. And I kind of like that. So I like having him winding up with him on some of my teams. In St. Louis, I, you know, I think we got a potential diamond in the rough here. I think Gregerson, I think Lou Gregerson's going to take this role. I think he's going to do it well. I believe his strikeout stuff plays. I believe, I believe, uh, he had interesting stats last year at 4.57 ERA, but his XFIP was down at 3.45. So there's going to be some progression there. I like the role he's in for a team. I like Gregerson, interestingly. And Chicago, they'll try to do it with Brandon Morrow. He's not going to be on many of my teams. I like his stuff. If he's healthy, it, he could be a top-tier closer, right, with a lot of chances for a team that many people believe will win, you know, 90 games. So I like that. But his health is really a factor, okay? That's how I think the arms, that's my quick preview of the arms of the NL Central. What I will say is this. I'll also say that um, in the next episode of the Freestyle, what we're going to do is we'll talk about the bats of the NL Central. Then we'll keep it going. We will have done four of the six divisions. We still got to go east. You know, we're going west to east like jet stream. That's how we're doing it. And so then after that, we'll talk about the NL East. We'll talk about the AL East as well. I kept the AL East for a couple of reasons. One was, you know, my Yankees, but also because I knew J.D. Martinez was going to eventually sign in Boston, so I didn't want to talk about that until that big domino fell. But, yo, let's uh, let's keep it moving here on the uh, Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Network with your boy Dane Martinez, speed spitting statistician. You know what we do. We always uh, we put the fun in functional sports radio, sports podcast, sports TV, sports video, all the different ways to get this content you know what I mean? We got the we got the video podcast. We got the audio podcast. We also have it on the radio, on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, or on TV as well. You could catch me doing the in-play NBA videos in for my girl. And uh, Miss First Team All Lit, Maria Marino, last week. A lot of ways to get at speeds. You could also always follow me at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. Remember, we got the poll question up as well. In essence, has the uh, window closed on the Seattle Seahawks? So let me know about that. But if it has, one of the teams that could be vying for that spot, you know, in the in, in the NFC pecking order, is the Carolina Panthers. Right? They were in the playoffs last year, on the rise. Still a young quarterback in Cam and Christian McCaffrey. And check this out: Christian McCaffrey is the guy I was talking about at the top of the show. He was hiking with some of his friends outside of Denver, right? And he saw a 72-year-old man named Dan Smoker Sr. who fell. He fell like 20 feet onto this rock. The guy was with his grandson Eli Smoker, and McCaffrey and his boys um, saved the day, basically. Okay, they called 911. They stabilized this guy. Even one of um, McCaffrey's friends had to do chest compressions on this guy. Okay, CMC himself called 911. 
Okay, this guy then checked, was diagnosed with a broken femur, a broken pelvis, internal bleeding, bleeding on the brain, nine fractured ribs, and a broken neck. This guy could have died out there with his grandson in the middle of the woods if it wasn't for Christian McCaffrey and his friends. So, you know, us, the stats overbeat Cypher here. We give a big shout out, dilly dilly, to Christian McCaffrey. Okay, um, Dan Smoker said, my dad is, and I quote, my dad is laying there and there's nothing I can do for him. My son is there freaking out. There's nothing I can do for him. It was the worst experience, both as a father and a son. Can you imagine that? This guy in the middle? Your father and your son in that situation? So they're very, obviously, thankful to Christian McCaffrey. Then they went and visited him in the hospital. So, listen, McCaffrey getting all the love right now. And also, you know, Panthers also wound up just cutting Jonathan Stewart. So McCaffrey knows his, 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 his role is stable. He's out there saving lives. Dilly dilly to Christian McCaffrey, I wanted to tell you guys about that um, here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Also, I don't know if you guys saw this. I don't know if you guys saw this. I think this is crazy. Um, the Los Angeles Clippers, you know, all these teams now in the NBA, they're doing more advertising, more like logos and patches on the jersey and stuff like that. Well, check it. I don't know if you saw the Clippers. The Clippers, they have a new patch on their uniform. It's on the left side, and it's Bumble. I don't know if you guys know Bumble. Bumble is an app. It's an online dating app. You know, it's kind of like Tinder. You swipe left, you swipe right. But here's the thing with Bumble is uh, the girls have to initiate the conversation. I've talked about this with Danny Otto down there in the pit of misery before. I think it's a great concept. The girls have to initiate the conversation, right? But so check this out. So because of that also, the it's not just a uh, patch they're putting on. The, the Clippers are selling this as, check this out, a quote-unquote empowerment badge to promote gender equity. Steve Ballmer, the owner, says... We wanted to do something where we could really stand out and do something meaningful. The way it is positioned, it becomes part of the game. It's an opportunity to have more meaning for everybody. Hey, Bomber, what does that mean? I have no clue what you're talking about. How is a, how is a patch an empowerment thing for women because it's an online dating app? Just because the woman initiates the conversation? What? So she's free of dick pics? That's women empowerment? Says the CEO of the Clippers? Come on. This is very awkward, even without the, the obvious Bumble jokes. Why are they making it more awkward trying to do something bigger? They're, going, they're doing hashtag stronger with her. It's a joint campaign. B the Bumble and the Clippers. Where people are like promoting on social media um, times when women supported men. Hashtag struggle with her. This is poor marketing. This is awkward to me. And I think it's even more awkward when we think about, remember, Clippers. We talked about my boy Lou Williams on the Clippers, who, you know, he has one lady. It didn't help, didn't stop him from swiping right because he had two girlfriends, as we knew, uh, blonde and brown at one point, if you remember that. So, you know, it comes full circle with the Clippers and their dating habits. Last thing I want to tell you guys here on the Fantasy Freestyle as we close it down. Remember I was telling you the pace of play, how I wanted to eliminate Mount Vincent altogether, and I also got nostalgic and talked to you guys about how back in the day I was a Yankees fan in the 80s. They had the bullpen cart to take a guy out uh, from the bullpen. I was like, that's a pace of play thing. Why don't they do that? You know, they Dave Rigetti came out in like a Datsun. They had golf carts and stuff. Well, the Arizona Diamondbacks are bringing it back. Big shout out, dilly dilly to the Diamondbacks. They are bringing back the bullpen cart. Um, Derek Hall, the president and CEO, said it may even speed up play. I like it. And it's another shot called by your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. I'm telling you, I like this idea. Big shout out to the Diamondbacks. I want to see this. And I hope the rest of the teams follow suit. 
All right, and this this is what I'm talking about. Let's talk pace of play. Maybe it'll help, uh, you know, maybe my man Fernando Perez will be excited about it. Well, um, that's about it, though, guys, here uh, for the Fantasy Freestyle this week on this week's episode. Catch me next week early on from Studio 34. We're going to be doing it big on the Fantasy Sports Network. I'll be giving you, you know, kind of, uh, you know, what teams are going to take shape at running back and wide receiver in advance of the free agent frenzy. We'll continue our baseball previews. We're going to still have put the fun and functional sports content. We got more rapping athletes to break down with everybody down there in the Stats Over Beat Cypher and the Pit of Misery. Remember, holler at me at Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds. Answer the poll about the Seahawks. And, uh, you know, tell a friend to tell a friend, and they could be down with the Stats Over Beat Cypher, too. All right, you know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician, a.k.a. the Stable Genius and Vocal Minority. And this has been another episode of the Fantasy Free style you know what it is i'm out peace